Connie. How we doing? Good, Pat. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, feel to feel like hockey's back, and I know it's been a busy and at times long off season, but to feel like hockey's back, it really does. I mean, I think it started with the golf tournament. When we get to the Flames golf tournament, all of a sudden. You feel like, okay, it's right around the corner. And then to have Penticton back in the rookie tournament, uh, it's a good feeling. It's good to be back. Do you feel ready for your first main camp as GM? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I was thinking back to when I started. Camp was like a month long. You know, now there's a few days of practice. And then you're playing a preseason game. Preseason game, then splits, you know, then two, you know, two games the next day and, and and you're full on and before you know it the season's starting so you know it's just you don't get as much time to kind of work your way in but the guys are in such good shape now they're they're ready to go and they, you know just they don't need that whole month to do it does it feel any different for you like do you feel different does does camp feel different does this time of year feel different now that you're the gm as opposed to years in the past that's a good question. I don't think, you know, I don't know if it does. I think it's that same excitement I had as assistant GM. Uh, you know, you're just looking forward to seeing the guys. You want to see what kind of shape they came in. You want to see, you know, the one good thing, Ryan's going to, there's going to be different combinations. We got new new guys that are going to play with different guys, and some, some are going to be very similar. But we want to kind of give, you know, we've talked about giving the young guys a chance in, uh, in preseason games and see where they are. So, you know, it, it's nice when you think they might get more than one game, you know, because it's hard to do something in one game. Right. And you saw that in the first game, and I thought the guys got better the next game. So to, to give them a real opportunity, a real chance is, is kind of the, the focus going in. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, they rise to the challenge. So how hands-on are you in planning training camp, or do you leave that mostly to Ryan and his group? Uh, you no, know, we work with Ryan, especially training camp. Like, I mean, when the – when the season gets going, he's going to pick the lineup. He's going to pick. He, he's good. He's been great. You know, we work together. How many games would you like to see this guy? What position? Who do you want to see with who? You know, obviously you want to see some of these young guys with NHL players at times in, in preseason games. In practice, I know because we don't have a lot, you know, you might see where Ryan's thinking the lines might go early. But uh, that could change. Right. You know, but he's going to, in the games, you want to see different looks, different guys on power play. Uh, you know, looking at talking to Mark Savard the other day, I mean, he's probably got seven or eight different power play groups. He's got the ones that he thinks will be the group, but he wants to see different players in different positions. And, and that's what training camp's all about. Yeah. Do you, so is there anything specific that you want to see? Anything specific that you're like, okay, I, I, I really want that box to be checked at this year's camp? Uh, you know, I I don't think there's one particular thing. I think you're just wa- you want a competitive, you know, hardworking camp, and you want you want to start seeing guys build chemistry as quick as they can. Chemistry is such a big part of the game, you know, and it doesn't, you know, even when I got to Calgary, you know, I probably wasn't slotted to play with Jerome, but it's weird how chemistry just worked with us, right. you know, and it, it could work with someone else. And you know, when you look at Backlund and Coleman and, and Manji and you know. They click. They just do. So you're hoping to find that chemistry. And I don't know if Huberto found that last year. At times it looked like he did, but it didn't really just. They're just Scott Pellerin and I just played really well together yeah. in St. Louis, and we were together for like five years. Um, and you're kind of hoping with some of these younger guys and different players, and the, you know, a Sharon Govich, where does he fit in the lineup? And that's a big question. I mean, he's going to have a great opportunity in camp, and you know, we'll see how he does. It's one of those things where. 
when you talk about chemistry, like you can say, well, on paper, you're like, well, his skill set is definitely going to complement his. And I just take a look at what he does well, and and then it doesn't work, right? And and then sometimes things that I don't know how many people would have thought when Lindholm got here that Lindholm and Johnny were going to be like two peas in a pod. It, it is a it is a really strange and not always scientific thing, hey? Yeah, you know you. you you always think in your mind when you watch players who what styles go well with what player and when they get on the ice some just don't mesh yeah it, it happens you know so you, you know that's the one thing for ryan he's got to kind of figure out you know who's going to be able to play with who and you know like we said i think those young guys are going to have to have an opportunity but again it's uh it's not easy the nhl is a hard league to make and and we don't want to rush him you know that's the other thing but a guy like say pelche he uh you know, he, he's proven everything he can in the American League. He's done a good job in the NHL, but he still has to prove to us, hey, I'm, a, I'm an everyday NHL player. And a guy like Connor Zari, you know, we'd like to see. He had a great great year last year. Yep. Now let's see him. And, you know, so he's, I would assume he's going to get a lot of a lot of exhibition games and a real good chance to, to do it. I mean, he easily could have come here this year. But we felt like, hey, we want to get his mindset ready for, for main camp and get going. Interesting. And I know you've talked a lot about not leaving spots open for young players by default, but having that opportunity so that there maybe is a spot that they could win in training camp. And you know, we've seen lots of PTOs announced around the league. Are, are we are we expecting any of those for your group between now and camp? You know, I mean, I think for us, we said we want these guys to play. You know, our mandate to the pro scouts will be watch the PTOs on other teams, watch guys that might go on waivers, watch players that might be available. And there's still there's still players that are unsigned, you know. So as much as we say we want to give these guys an opportunity, <laughs> it's not we're going to give them. Right, you're not gifting it to them, no. right? No, and, and so, you know, the mandate to the, you know, like I said, all the scouts, we're really, when you go to these exhibition games, you track these guys that are on PTOs that, might be on waivers that might be you know free and and we'll be looking for guys that haven't signed yet so those are the those are the areas we will be but we'll also be able to see our guys actually playing games with nhl players okay figure it out we so your training camp roster set is it good to go or could it there's still a couple things you're looking at you know you you know there's always you're talking agents and you're talking players and and, but it really is about you know we kind of said we're going to do something and and as right. much as it'd be easy to add a couple PTOs right now, yep. you know, I think we want to see these guys. We're going to give them the chance. The easy thing would be to add PTOs. But, again, is that is that the model in my mind? Probably not. No. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, it's uh, it's Craig Conroy, Flames General Manager, joining us here in Penticton. Um, I know you've been asked about it many times, and, and you were asked about it last week, but... I can't imagine there's much different, but uh, where where do things sit with your unrestricted free agents? How are, how are you feeling about that scenario that the group's in right now? You know, I mean, the one thing everyone you know the out in the media, everything is uh, they they want nobody asked to be traded. Nobody. I mean, I can honestly sit here and say nobody asked to be traded. You know, is it a waiting game of was it a bad year last year? Were they unhappy last year? Yeah, they were. You know, so when you're an unrestricted free agent going in. I get where they're coming from. I just want to see what it, this team's all about. What, where's the organization going? What are we going to – what is the game plan? It's a little hard to have a game plan when you're 
so many guys are unrestricted. But, again, to do a deal just to make a deal yeah. would be – it doesn't make any sense to me. It really – if the right deal was out there, that's different. You know, if you felt like you got the value that you – we have very, very good players, and I value them at a, at a level. And maybe it's too high right now, but, you know, that's what I feel. I don't feel like I just want to do something to uh, – just to do it to kind of appease everybody right but again i also am realistic that hey they're unsigned as the season gets going if for some reason you know it becomes clear that that i'm not gonna be able to get them signed then i then i have to those are the hard parts of this job that you have to make those decisions and then to see what the value is at that point the the start to the season seems like it could be really important for helping some of those decisions be made hey Oh, of course. I mean, you know, everybody, the one thing is I think when you get back uh, with your team and all your all your buddies and you're there and, you know, we've talked about a different environment in the room. We changed some stuff around in the room and got some positive feedback. The guys are excited about it. You know, and, and I get the Saddle Dome is the Saddle Dome, but, you know, we're trying to change things up from what they've seen in the past yeah. moving forward. And, and that's all we can really do. So, you know, and now it's going to be that culture down with the coaching staff and them and the trainers. And, you know, we want to bring this new idea and the way we want to kind of run this team and the character that we have in the room. I think if when they come together and they see what we're trying to do and we're trying to build something, you know, I think that's going to help. That, that'll make their decision a little easier or one way or the other it'll make the decision a little bit easier yeah and and then that makes your job a little easier exactly. too i would imagine well here's one that i haven't heard asked to you about the whole situation yeah how how confident are you that that won't be a distraction inside the room having you know having that all the buzz on the outside about what's he, player A going to do or player B going to do. How, how confident are you that the group can insulate themselves so that doesn't become a distraction? Well, I mean, every team has UFAs coming next year. Every single team. In the, for whatever reason, it's been like a big spotlight on our team. So, you know, I feel like every team's got it. I've been in situations like that where you're going into your last year of an unrestricted free, going to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, it happened in 04 for me. You know, personally, we all have a job to do. You do the job the best of your ability. And if you really do want to get another contract, you have to play well. Right. You know, so those distractions, you know, I think hopefully for me, at some point we can just quit talking about it and everybody can play and and, and we can take care of business behind the scenes. Instead of having to answer the same question day in and day out, I'm hoping, hey, the guys have answered the questions and now let, let's let the season start. And they really – Everybody has to play because they do want to get another contract. Yep. How uh, how are you feeling about the captain conversation? That's got to be, you know, you've got a decision to make, but I would imagine that's one that you're like, no, there's a, there's a good decision to make, and it's a good debate to have internally. It is, you know, and I, I think one of the things is, you know, who makes that decision? It's not, could I pick it? Could you pick it? We could all do it. But you, unless you're, I always am a firm believer in that room, they know they have to have some input on this you know they need to kind of and and, and ryan huska being there and and knowing day in and day out being on the ice being in the locker room he he knows he, he has a probably a better feel than me in my mind i know i have players that i think could do it but who do the players think who does ryan huska think i mean it's not just one person making that decision the one thing i do think 
is in a Canadian market, you, you, you do, need a, do need a captain. You need a voice. You need a leader. You need someone to take charge, you know, both on and off the ice. And it's it's, it's not an easy job. Yeah. You know, and, and in good times, it's a little easier. When you're struggling, you know, not so easy. I mean, I used to, Jerome and I used to talk about it. Some days he'd say, Connie, I need a break from doing the media. I need a break. You know, will you mind when things are going bad? It, it's not easy. You know, but you also, and then you're trying to get your game going, but you're trying to help anybody who might be struggling in their game. Do you have, a like, a deadline as to when you want it set, or is it one of those things where you just let it play itself out here and, and you'll know when it's time to make that call? Yeah, I don't think we have a, you know, and that was the other thing. You don't never just want to, like I said, with anything, you don't want to just make a rash decision because, you know, it's an important thing. I think it'll play itself out, and when it's ready, um, I think, you know, Ryan and the team and, and myself, that it'll just happen. You know, it will just happen. Yep. Where, uh, how are you feeling about the goaltending situation? I, remember, I, I know how excited you are about Jacob and his offseason, and mm-hmm. he was he was driving an hour in Sweden to, to go and skate. Yeah, early on, so, you know, I was like, yeah, he, he was he was working with a couple other goalies and he had a little bit of a drive. I mean, which is kind of normal for most guys because especially if you don't have a rink right in your city. Um, but just to know that he was very focused and on the ice early and, you know, he's he's dialed in. He's I don't know if you've talked to him yet, but even when you talk to him, you just have a sense, oh, okay, he's, he's on a mission and, and we'll see. I mean, I don't want to put too much pressure on him, but... You yep. like you like to see that type of yeah. resolve, yeah. Eh? Yeah, he's he's not happy with the game last year. Not happy with the season. He, and it's not one person. It isn't one person. But he put a lot of pressure on himself, and he said, "Hey, I'm going to be better, and I'm challenging myself this year." So, well, you know, we didn't even have to do it. He's doing it for himself. You know, we know what Dan's capable of. We know where Dustin is in his development. So, what do you have a do you have a plan set out in terms of? How you want, or or is it again something that kind of you work with as the year goes along and and stay in the moment with? Yeah, I mean you're you're, you're definitely watching how the goaltending situation is going along. You, to just say yeah, we have this player playing this game, that game, that you know we have a way to start the season for sure. Siggy is going to work with LaBarbera, and they're going to come up with a plan who's going to play when, 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 and uh, but you don't know what's going to happen. There's injuries. There's a pole growing. There's something, you know, those are the things you have to do. The one thing we don't want to do, especially with Dustin, is not have him playing games. That's That doesn't help anybody, and that doesn't help him. And, you know, I know he's done everything he can do at the American League level, but he also needs to play games. Yep. And Jacob's going to play a lot of games. And Vladar wants to play more games. I mean, everybody wants to play more games. And that's what I love about our goaltending. I believe in all three guys, that all three guys can win games. So, you know, we just have to find that sweet spot that we get everybody playing a lot and, and continue to feel good about themselves and, you know, see see what happens as the season moves along. But the one good thing about Dustin Wolf this year, he doesn't need waivers, so he can go down. We're in the same city. He can come up. It, you know, but we're not going to just put a, we have to do this and that. Right. And he... We spoke with him Wednesday after the golf tournament, and he came in, and, like, he does not seem like a guy that will get disillusioned by not playing X amount of games at the NHL level. Like, he seems truly ready to roll with the punches. Like, he, 
he's got a really, really good demeanor, doesn't it, he? It's amazing. Like, yeah, he's, you know, that is one of the things. You talk to Jordan Sigalette, you're talking to Barb, you're talking to the goalie coaches, and you're just coming up with nobody's worried about him. He's going to be dialed in, and wherever he's playing, he's going to be the best, you know, Dustin Wolf yep. he can be. So that's, you know, that's the thing. That's what you want. You don't want him. He's he, he's not. There's things out of his control. He's done everything to make it hard decisions for us. But he also, there's things that he knows he can't control, and he's not going to worry about it, which is, uh, it says a lot about what kind of pro he really is. Craig Conroy's with us. A couple more. Here we are in Penticton. Young Stars Classic, you're back here with an opportunity to see young guys in in high leverage games, competition levels high. This is a, this is a really important opportunity for some of your young players who are trying to make the jump to the American League or make an impression in main camp. Like, this is a really, really important opportunity, isn't it? Well, it's big. The other thing is it's just playing and getting some body contact, getting game, game pace, game speed, game situations where – you know, as a player, you go all summer, and you really you don't hit, you don't finish checks, you don't. So this is this is something for them. Now, when we go to main camp to have three games under their belt, some of the guys, it, it, it's just a big. It almost gives them a little bit of advantage on the other guys because now the veterans are starting to work their way in, and then they'll get their first exhibition game, and these guys will be game four maybe. Yeah. So that's uh, that's part of it, but it's also good evaluation for us. You know, are we? We know what the player is. The evaluation was way prior, but we want to just see them, the work ethic, how they responded. Hey, we it was embarrassing the first game. We didn't like how it went, 7-1 loss. But to have them respond and play much, much better the next game, I mean, that shows a lot. That's that's the character we're looking for, and I'm looking for them to finish strong today. You know, and wins and losses yeah. at this are, are what they are. It's You want to see how the progression goes with the player. How excited are you for the the first main camp for Matt Coronado? I know how how huge it was for you to get him on the uh, the U.S. World Championship team. He played his first NHL game in April, but now here he comes to a, a main camp for the first time. Just the excitement level, but also the intrigue level in terms of what he could do and and what this camp could mean for him and the team. Yeah, I mean, I think the first game here, I thought Matt was not playing his game. But I think when you come into a camp like this, you're a first-rounder, you know, in the, a prospect tournament, you're expecting to dominate this. Thing. There's there's a lot of good players yeah. out there. There's guys that have played in the NHL, in the American League. They're a little bit older. They're more more experienced. And I think he settled in, and I really thought after he scored his goal the other night, like his game really got the back where you're watching him when he's in the USHL and Harvard. And, and it's going to take a little time. I mean, everybody wants – instant success and he's probably you know it's hard you have your phone who are the top guys to watch here matt coronado you put that extra pressure on yourself i just want to try to take as much pressure off and have him play his game and be the best version of himself going into to main camp that goal that was a goal scorer's goal that we had a perfect view of it you like he saw there was a screen he saw the goalie was over there he knew exactly where to put it he's uh He's got a knack for it. Like, there's no doubt about that when you watch him play. Well, that's what I said. I'm like, give him the puck, give him the puck. I could tell he wanted And then when he finally got it, it was in the net. But you could see where he he wants he wants the puck like that. You know, it was funny. Jerome and I were sitting watching the game, and I thought, you know, if, if we're starting to compare maybe a player here or there, I'm like, could he be like a, a Mike Camilleri? 
you know, with, with that shot. You know, when we, we got to play a long time in L.A. and then in Calgary with Mike, and to see he he's a goal scorer, you know. Similar kind of stature, size, frame, um, you know, if if Matt could be a, a Mike Camler, he'd be very, very excited. Uh, last one for you. Your impressions of uh, Trent Cull now that you've been able to, to spend a weekend around him and, and see him at work. Really enjoying being around Trent. You know, easy to work with. Uh, Love the message after the uh, first game. Like, nobody was happy with that game, but to be able to sit with him and talk after and just see how he handled it, to see, you know, ask him, what did he say in the media? How did he handle it? You know, because it's easy, like I said before, when things are going good to deal with the media. When things aren't going well, how do you handle it? What does he say? What's his message? You know, what's his message to the players? What's his message to the fans? And, uh, yeah, he's, you know what, he really liked the demeanor, liked what he's thinking, and, and liked the vision that he has for what he wants his team to play like. Was I too hard on you? Did I go easy enough on you? No, you were good. Okay. No, no real, not too bad. <laughs> it, it, season hasn't started I know, yet. It's, it's tough to yeah, go too hard. you're always good, Pat. No, I appreciate it. Uh, not enjoy. like Francis. <laughs> He said he got 40 minutes with you, and it was mostly you, though. So uh, I don't know what, what's he supposed to do. We were talking about golf. Let's be honest. <laughs> he, he loves his golf. Yeah, he even got he got it, found a way to get his clubs out here. Shot. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Tree set him up with some some place in Penticton. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> we got to cut ties with Tree. Come on. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. That's trader level stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I got to talk to him about that. No more of that. <laughs> Thanks, Connie. Appreciate it. Enjoy the final game, hey? Thanks, Pat. Thanks for having me.